Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Oh, baby. You know what, Ed? What? You have my permission. Oh, yeah? Let's hear it. You can skip the baggage claim. Oh, thank you. You can skip the baggage claim with Will Rubio. There is a benevolent spirit within us and all around us that is forever at work in our best interest. This spirit is setting up divine appointments and scheduling golden opportunities. There's nothing in our way but the old baggage that we carry around. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners to drop their old baggage of insecurity and trust in the newness of life. And... During the second segment, today's guest, good newser Will Rubio, also co-host of Random Acts on uh, BYU TV, which we love. We've talked about it before. He's coming back to reinforce our faith with today's daily word, fun. And he's been a busy man, so we are extra blessed to have him on the show. Yeah, I think he was one of the inspiration, if not the inspiration, along with a lot of the things we've read in yeah. our morning routines yes. about uh, skipping the baggage claim. Yeah, we, well, we thought it was perfect because uh, we watched Will on on uh, Instagram traveling around doing all sorts of fun things. So if there's anyone who would benefit from learning how to skip the baggage claim and knowing all the ins and outs of traveling lightly, it would be Will Rubio. So we're excited to talk to him during the second segment. And this is we got great news for you. We can just drop all this baggage and take flight, right? That's right. And we have a great three breaths to help us do that. Right. And we're talking about <laughs> mental baggage. We're talking about fears, doubts, and worries that drag us down inadvertently. They can get the best of us. And at the end of the day, we go, man, I missed a whole day because I was worried about something that didn't really even matter. It was just going through my own head or whatever. We, or worse, we can cause ourselves all sorts of grief along the way. So, so much better to drop our baggage. So let's talk. Are we going to sing that? <laughs> Okay, maybe you should go first, because you, you got the tune. I wasn't even sure that was a technically a melody you sang before this, so let's hear that. I don't know what it is, but it's All right, stuck in my head. You're going to go first today. Okay, you ready? Yeah, we'll take a deep breath, right? Uh, I drop my baggage and fly the friendly skies. 
Ah. Uh, I drop my baggage and fly the friendly skies. Ah. Uh, now I get what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I drop my baggage and fly the friendly skies. Ah. Uh, Now I get what you're saying about on the wings of love, together the two of us, together flying high on the wings of love. All right. And wait. So. <laughs> and speaking of staying on the wings, staying flying high on the wings of love, uh, one of the things we strongly recommend is doing, getting in the healthy habit of doing a morning routine. Yes. You know, not just. Well, like uh, the guy who actually inspired me to do it 35 years ago while I was still in the military. Right. When he suggested starting your day with some inspirational readings, you know, the one we're not, you know, we have a book list uh, on our website, a reading list, so you could check some of the ones that Ed and I read. And we don't make any money off uh, recommending those. We just, Put them there so it's easy for you to find. Yeah, so go to DarylNed.com, go to the reading list. Anything we read from, you'll see it there. It's just one click. You can order it online. And a lot of these books, uh, since uh, not a lot of people care to read them, <laughs> are very cheap. And when you order them online, uh, you know, great prices. And uh, we just recommend them because we call it the medicine. And uh, if we don't start our day by... Uh, sort of retraining our brain into a positive flow. It's it's um, we wouldn't be able to practice this stuff, experience this stuff, share the stuff that we share on the show. But if you do it, then you you'll be just as qualified as we are to share everything that we're sharing because that's the way you plug in every day. And I was going to mention that Mike Dugan. Yeah. Uh, you know when he was sharing this with me, mm -hmm. he made it clear. He goes, look. Life isn't about jumping out of bed and right. racing into your miserable day. Yeah. You know, and he yes. says, and then he asked me, when was the last time you woke up just seven minutes earlier? Because at right. that time I was in the military and we're kind and loving to Daryl. And I said, right. Never. Right. And we were standing on a military base and this was like a man's man right. know, telling me this. And he goes, right. And then he said this, he goes, if you can't wake up. Just seven minutes earlier to be kind and loving to yourself. Right. There's nothing anyone can do to help you. Right. But I guarantee you, if you start doing this morning routine, just for 30 days, you know, even and at the time, I didn't even really know what I believed in, you know, as far as God is concerned. Right. You know, by that time in my life, I was miserable, but I also threw out you know, any hope of God working in my life, I threw that out with, right, the, with right. the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. I thought it was sure. all in the same, all in the same package. But even he even said, even if you don't believe, he goes, just just give it a fair shot for thirty days, right? And I guarantee you, you will be amazed at how much your life will transform for the better. And yeah. you know what? I could say that now unapologetically to anyone because right. it's the truth. And anyone I have shared it with who does try it. Um, they get results. Yes, and that's what, right. And, and I, I wanted to add to that because yeah. it just occurred to me that 
most people, I think, throw away the idea of God with Santa and the Easter Bunny as soon as it really matters. The only way to not do it is to practice some form of like directly connecting with this God within every day. You know, whatever you want to call it, but that peace within, that love within, that joy within, and keep training ourselves to go back to that, to trust it. Because otherwise, the baggage just automatically, it just goes in autopilot, it takes over, the fear takes over, those voices become loud, and if we don't practice going back within every day, or... And I'm not saying that like I do it every day because it just makes no sense for me to live any other way at this point. But by doing it every day, it builds up like the fortitude. Like It helps us relax enough to trust the good when it matters most, when all of those voices in our heads might be going off. So it's a practice. It, it takes practice. Well, that's the thing. It's because, like I mentioned, it, by that time of my life when I met yeah. Mike Dugan and before I started really doing this. Now, let me tell you, doing this, though— it's a joy. There's a yes. joy in the doing it. Otherwise, yep. I wouldn't keep doing it. That's I mean, right. it makes me feel better every morning. Even yes. this morning, I started off with a rough start in my mind and with right. things going around in the house. Right. But it, I knew once I started my routine, it was going to transform or actually raise the vibration of my thought life to a higher level. Right. Is what really happens. And then I become in sync with what's real. And this is the thing I wanted to say that you were touching on yeah. is when we don't even attempt to practice this, even a right. little bit each morning, it was very easy for me to disregard or think that intuitive voice was unreasonable and right. I would just dismiss it. Right. Now I'm because of the more you apply this, the more you um, do a practice, right? The more you begin to have confidence in the real you, right? You know your true self, right? And uh, the baggage that gets in the way. We have a perfect reading from the Deep Breath about, of Life from Alan Cohn. Yeah, and it's this on is, our reading list. We've, uh, we've had Alan Cohn on the show before. Yeah, this is from November thirtieth. <clears throat> yes, and it's called Watch Your Bags. And he says, while well, peering over the edge of an airline counter, I noticed the agent's keypad on the, on the agent's keypad, a long strip of paper displaying a question in bold letters. Are you carrying anything given to you by a stranger? The notice reminded the agent to ask each passenger this question in compliance with stricter federal aviation measures to protect airplanes from terrorism. Right. As the agent processed my ticket, I realized that the question is a good one for all of us. Are you carrying anything given to you by a stranger? Are you unconsciously holding any ideas, beliefs, opinions, morals, judgments, intentions, or worldviews that you have adopted from others? Right. Learning values from others is natural, but unless they serve you, they're dangerous. If you are in pain or fear, or have difficulty with dysfunctional parent patterns in a relationship or in financial areas, you may be carrying a bomb in your luggage. While you were unaware at the time you accepted it, you now have the wisdom and power to remove it. And he goes on to say this affirmation, I believe in the truth of God's presence and let all else go. I'm going to add this from today's Alan Cohn from June 24th. 
The reading is called It's Not About You. And the quote is, what you think about me is none of my business from Terry Cole Whitaker. And the last paragraph says, other people see us through their own eyes, perceptual screens, and belief systems. Anger, prejudice, and rejection are statements not about the recipient, but the giver. If you're treated unfairly, your most powerful response is not attack, but truth and, pa- and prayer. Be honest about your experience and pray that the fear is lifted from the other person's heart and that forgiveness flows into your own. While we're not asked to put up with abuse, we must maintain the knowledge that we are whole and, and, uh, and lovable no matter what anyone else says or does. I align myself with love and I am invulnerable in forgiveness. And because that's one of the things that often someone else will say something that will trigger our own defenses. It'll touch on something that um, our own baggage, beliefs that we believe about ourselves. you know, will, will get reflected back to us. Because if, if, if there's nothing inside of us to get triggered or whatever set off, then people could say whatever they want. We're not, we're not going to even have a reaction. We'll just that's walk right. away. We'll, turn, we'll say, ah, that's not for me. <laughs> or we'll laugh about yeah, it. Or, yeah, we'll laugh. What, oh, wow. Or we'll pray for that person and send them love. But it's like when it triggers our own baggage, that's when it gets really tricky, when life around us triggers stuff within us. What do you got there? Well, I was thinking, would you want to share uh, one of the things, one of the enlightening things that happened to you this week? Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. because you had a very positive initial reaction, but sometimes the sometimes a little later we get a yeah. hangover when we get tired, hungry. Yeah, you, that's you, right. Yeah, this is a really perfect example of what we're talking about. Yeah, that's right. Because Sunday night I was prepping for summer school, and it's like. I, I taught a whole school year. I, you know, I just got done teaching the regular school year, and then I had a week off, and and I went through all this like decompressing because a, a lot happened this year. You know, with teaching and teaching on Zoom and this and that and the other thing. But then I had to quickly kind of turn around and get my mind wrapped around this four week summer school program that I'm teaching, which is you know a bunch of different kids. And, and the only reason I say that it's like a new you know a new group of kids. You know how it is when you're going into anything new. You just kind of like. It's, you know, it's hard to sleep the night before, you know, right. it was like, but anyway, I, I was stoked because my friend Marion Spinelli, who is a teacher, texted me the night before and said, don't worry about teaching. Don't worry at all. God is already there and has made it a success. And it was so awesome to get that at that moment, you know, so it put my heart Especially at ease. Especially from another public school teacher. That's right. And, I, and we've exchanged, I've, I've been affirming, affirming a lot for her throughout the year. So it was so nice at that moment. And so anyway, I, I had a, I, man, this morning started off so extremely well. The whole day went really well, my first day of summer school. But in the middle of it, I got a text from my, my assistant from the school year. He's, he's actually at a different classroom on my regular campus. I'm at the middle school for the summer. Normally I teach elementary school, Lin Howe. And he is with a different teacher with some of my students that I typically teach, right? And I got some sort of a text that said something to the effect of, well, you have one less fan over here. And uh, I was like, wait, what? You know, like, what does this mean, right? And uh, it, Very it, distressing. Yeah, it, it triggered a bunch of baggage <laughs> yeah. within me. Like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Like, I, uh, oh, my God, I'm in trouble, this and that and the other thing, right? And uh, But it, thankfully, I've been getting clear on, like, what feels good and what is in the flow of life and what feels bad and is... Because I could tell the part that felt bad was what was being triggered within myself of like, I, I said, hold on, Ed, you don't have to do anything. You know what I mean? I'm teaching a class right now. I, I'm, I'm uh, running my own program right now. And I was able to clearly see, like you said, like whatever's going on over there, I'm not in trouble. It's not like one person's opinion of me is going to, you know, shape my whole thing. Right. So, um, 
So then, and I could see that clearly. And I could also see clearly what Alan Cohen just said. I could see clearly, because I had to be in teacher mode, so I had to shake it off. I couldn't carry it and teach. I could see clearly, this is about that person. Because what it turned out is a teacher was like, had made a comment about me as a teacher. And this is someone that I, th- that I, cons- that I still, I consider a friend for uh, years, years, years. I've been taught, I've taught with this person. Never, never has she been in the room when I actually teach, but she's always been the next classroom over or on the campus. Right. You know, and she's a fellow special educator. And so... What happened was one of my students was in there and this this teacher did. I don't think she knew that um, my assistant was in the room like that. He was my assistant. And I don't think she knew that the person she talked to has like a longstanding, very positive relationship with me and that the student she was talking about has parents love me as a, well, his teacher so well, what, and rightly so, because that student has made a lot of significant yeah, advances. That's right. During the past year while he was. Well, they were your student. That's exactly right. So, so it's not just you. You know, this is just you're a likable guy. No, there's, no. there's real reason yeah. why the parents That's and right. the student That's right. appreciate you. Yeah. So what? What this? What this teacher said to this? This it was a supervisor of this assistant who was working with a student, right? So the this the teacher said to us, the supervisor from an outside agency that works with our kids said, "Oh, who's so and so's teacher next year?" And they said, Mr. B, you know, joyfully because they love working with me. And she said, huh, good luck with that. And then, then she, like, she like turned the knife more for some reason at some point and said, he's a nice guy, but, and like shrugged her shoulders. She never said anything else after the but we found no, out. No, no, it was like a dot, 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 and, uh, like as if you know what I mean. Yeah, as if being a nice guy means you're not an effective teacher. Yeah, and right. Then, but then when we looked at her methods of teaching objectively, yeah, she teaches. The, we read it. We read about this yeah. about about the battle. Yeah, she teaches. She she wakes up as if she's battling. Yeah, we, everyone else and right. herself throughout the day, and yeah. it's always. And if it doesn't seem like the kids are under strict uh, control, control, right? Then. You know, you're not a good teacher. That's right. That's right. And I'm, I, I just have a psychology background. I'm way more concerned because I was a person who did really well in school, but then hit a part of my life where I started doing really poorly in school because I had so much anxiety and I didn't feel good about myself. I was doing it for external measures and I didn't know who I was. So I got very conflicted. So when I'm working with kids, not only that, but I was taught in a certain way that like in this gate program that I got into where they was always about like respect. They respected my creativity. They love, you know, I felt the love back and forth. My voice, I had a voice. So that's the way I teach. When I see these kids, I see them as a whole human being and we communicate. But some, if you're not, if, if you're coming from like a really like strict, like well, control gotta, and like, like if you're willing, like shame, like she, like people that are willing to like shame the kid to well, get them back in line. You're you know? leaving a good part of the story out because yeah. the assistant made it clear that he felt terrible by the end of the day. He said yeah. there was no singing. Yes. There was no dancing. No appreciation. There was no appreciation. What, who, what do we appreciate today going around the room? It was all very strict yeah yeah you know lesson plan after lesson plan after lesson plan i gotta read this to you ed yeah let's hear it because then i want to clarify like how this all turned out because 
I don't want to. I don't want to sound like we're. I jumped on a bandwagon against this teacher because no. that would have been putting me in the same mindset that no. I was already feeling bad. No, we're actually been praying for her. Yeah, and there was a great resolve last night. So I wanted to tell you. Okay. About it. So listen to this, Ed. Yeah. This is a quote um, from uh, one of the books we read. Forgive me, I don't know which one. And then I, I added the lesson for us at the end. All right, let's hear it. Says because this goes along with I understand where she's coming from. Yes. Because. At one time, life was a constant battle because I felt I had to go through each day fighting myself and everyone else. Right. It is no longer constant. Today, I'm aware at any moment I can keep, meaning I'm aware when I start to, that when I start feeling my, uh, you know, my control procedure starting to kick in. Right. So that means at any moment I can catch myself condemning because yes. that's what we do when we control we start condemning right. and attempting control and choose at once to let go and rely on god's love at work yes that's when i experience a life of miracles meaning you know as i let go of trying to control then the power flows that's right you know because i there's a lot of things that came up for me one was literally i'm going to go over there and set this person straight right now and like, you know, cause a scene of some sort. Then the other one was just kind of like sad and kind of hurt. Yeah. Like, wait, this is a friend of mine. Also talking to other friends of mine about my job. Like for all the, for all I that talk, we do in this line yes. of work, for that to be the sentiment about me was like hurtful. It felt hurtful at that moment. And then, then there was another part of me that was, um, also aware that like, this is not my thing. Like I didn't do anything wrong. So I, but I, for me, the big thing was, because I kept feeling like I needed to do something, but I didn't do anything wrong, so I had to keep coming. But I, I started, I talked to my wife about it, I talked to Daryl, I talked to my, even my son about it, he, I talked to, uh, I, I, I brought it out into the light instead of, in the past I would have held that in and had all this shame, because there was shame and stuff that also came up. And But I kept, I kept bringing all that into a light, I, the light, I even put this person and a couple people that are associated with her that I suspect maybe where these attitudes came from, on my affirmative prayer list that they are expressing their divinity, uh, their radiant beauty, you know, so, so now they're on my prayer list to affirm their joy because I've heard, like, The Course of Miracles says something to the effect of, like, it's either love or fear, and if it's fear, it's a request for oh. love. So well, really, yes. Fear condemns and love forgives. Yeah, that's yeah. That's in the course, of, and that's it. It's just fear. Yeah, so I just kept moving back into love, moving back into love, moving back into love, and... uh because it was a good time for me to to really affirm that no, I am a great teacher. That sure I have things to learn, but there's reasons why I do the things why that I do, and it's never going to change because it's part of who I don't want it to change, and I don't need to feel ashamed or embarrassed about it. At, like at times where I have to admit I have, like oh I don't know if I'm you know doing it right, blah blah blah. I know why I I'm doing what I'm wait, doing. I don't know if I'm doing it right because it doesn't feel bad. Yeah, that, right. That's how crazy we think. But meanwhile, it's working because it feels good. Yeah, so I talked to my assistant at the end of the day, and we both acknowledge, like, we don't want to get pulled into that negativity. No. So we're just going to keep blessing her and you know blessing the situation. I'm just going to go about my day doing you know my program and... So I got a call from him last night, which is like three days later, and he was sounded so much better. And he's like, oh, man, I learned this and this and this from that teacher that I'm working with that we can use in our class next year. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And I said, 
dude, I said, this is amazing. And I had to like dump a little part of me that didn't want to acknowledge it was amazing. But I was just like, this is great. Wow, that's great. He said, yeah. He, and the best part was he said, now I feel good about myself because now I know I'm going to bring something to our classroom next year that's going to help our students learn. But isn't it amazing that these prayers for love yes. actually transform the situation? That's instead? right. Because I used to think when something like this happened to me, yeah, that means I have to get all my friends to join me in my, right. in my disdain right. for that person who that's I right. feel offended me. That's right. But instead, by praying for her happiness mm -hmm. and success that it opened this whole channel up yes to like to now it's going to be a benefit to your class shane feels good about himself yep you feel good about yourself yes. and everything just keeps improving i mean that's this right amazing and then we even came away with a clean feeling of appreciation yes. toward this teacher it's amazing. And Sue Hodgson says, you teach so many amazing people, including us. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. Um, you know, these principles work in every environment. Sometimes it just takes faith to keep applying them and watch life transform. Because, I mean, I was, my baggage was set off, so I could have easily, like, gone around and made things worse for myself by getting other people involved, complaining, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm going to report her. Yeah, I literally did have that thought. Of course. I, and there's, and, you know, there's nothing wrong work. with these thoughts, but I kept blessing it. And now it's turning out in a far... And, and also, my assistant told me that the teacher started to see, wow, these kids know more than I thought they did. <laughs> like Because they, they started doing word problems, and these kids, that they, she didn't think they had ever done word problems, were like, yeah, we've been doing word problems all year. This is how we do it. So... Like, the love that I've put in started to speak for itself, even though at first to her maybe it wasn't apparent. And that's kind of the way I do things, because I'm not an authoritarian. I go in, I go in and I, I have this grace period where I, I want to learn how these kids act without me controlling them. I want to see what motivates them, and then I start to implement more structure. I know it's like reversed from a lot of the ways people do it, but it's like I'm reading them first. I want to see the real them before they realize, oh, this is the teacher. You know, I want them to see me as a friend and build that trust and that love. And then I start implementing structure and we have a bond of trust together. I mean, there is structure, but then I start implementing more structure and I, and I gear it toward each student. So it's a little different way to do it and it takes more faith, but man, it's well worth it in the end. It doesn't always look flashy or it doesn't maybe look like, oh, no, this guy's in control, no, but it does there's look, something bigger going on. It does look flashy. Control does not look flashy. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> what were you, did you want to say something no, before we go to no, break? No, go for it. We're super excited because Will Rubio, co-host of Random Acts on BYU TV, is back for his second round. He'll be coming up after the break. Good newser Will Rubio reinforces our faith with today's Daily Word, which is fun. So thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. Welcome back to Funniest Thing with your host, Daryl and Ed. All right, welcome back to Funniest Thing for the second segment. Today's show is called You Can Skip the Baggage Claim with Will Rubio. And that's because we have the great actor, 
the co-host of Random Acts, coming up in just a moment. Daryl has a reading for us to kick off this segment. Yes, this reading is from A Year of Miracles. It's a book by... <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, our I, I, I pressed a button on my thing and it messed up. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> That's the most last we've ever gotten. Uh, all right, let's hear what you got. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Marion Williamson, this is a year in miracles. It's a daily reader. It's one of the ones on our list. And this is from day 177, which may or may not be today. All right. And it says... It goes along with your example. I cannot believe, because I didn't even know what you were going to tell that entire story. Yeah, me neither. So here we go. All right. Today I use prayer to call forth miracles for everyone. Mm-hmm. That means we're not going to exclude anyone. Okay, good. That's right, folks. Yep, even them. <laughs> You're going to bless them as well, because by blessing them, we bless ourselves. Yes. And it says here, anyone I see today, I remember to silently bless him or her. Anywhere I go, may my presence bring forth love. Yes. I will silently pray today for the happiness of everyone. Wow. I remember today that prayer is a force, a medium of miracles, a power beyond what the world believes. I pray as a way of harnessing God's love and using it to work miracles in the lives of others. As I do so, I too shall be blessed. Fantastic. See, and, yeah, go and ahead. by doing that, right. you know, that's really the that really is the best way to drop baggage that, yeah. you, that I've been carrying or even recent baggage that Ed right. that Ed was handed by his coworker. Right. Is by blessing whoever we think we're offended. Yes. By. And when we do that, when we learn when we when we have the willingness to let go and forgive, right. that's when you ready for it? Let's hear it. This is from June 1st. It's a daily word called open. Ooh. And I'm just going to read the affirmation because this is really what occurs when we're willing to let go of the old baggage and forgive. Yes. It opens new doors to good. And it says new doors to good are now opening before me. As we're willing to let go of this baggage, and yes. bless the offense and let go of it. And remember... Forgiveness is synonymous with forgetting. That's right. Because a lot of us forgive, you know, where we, we forgive, but but we remember where we buried the hatchet. We want right. to forget where we buried the hatchet. That's right. So we want to thank our listeners. Thank you for tuning in, sharing the show, liking everything, whatever you do with things nowadays. Uh, review, uh, rate the podcast. More people will hear it. Share it with your friends. But mostly we just thank you for joining us and practicing these things because that's really the way the world improves is when we improve our own uh, state of mind and the way we do things. That really does change everything. So uh, if you want to send us something, go to you can mail it to Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. We love that. You can go to our website, DarylNed.com. That's another place where you can contact us through the contact form. We also have a fan page on Facebook where we do... You can watch us record the first segment of this show on Thursdays at uh, 2.30 p.m. Pacific time, or you can join Ed for meditation 2 p.m. Pacific time on Saturday, and there's a bunch of other stuff there. We want to thank our chief engineer, Jeff Comfort, for each week. He takes us right into the comfort zone. 
All right, shout out to the prayer line. A great way to drop your baggage is to call Silent Unity. They've been around for, I think, 130 years plus right now. They were the first phone line in Missouri, actually. 800-NOW-PRAY, 800-669-7729, or the, there's an app, the letter U, the word pray. It's a you pray app. You could type in your prayers and send them in, and they will pray with you for 30 days. But I call, used it this morning. Oh, you did? What, yeah. How did that work uh, out for you? We have a teen, right now, all the teenage crows, because right. they were born in spring, they're learning how to fly, and right. a lot of them lack confidence, so they end up on the ground. Oh, no. And one's in our backyard, and right. he's hopping around, and its parents are squawking at him from the trees, you know, trying to... Uh, Oh, man. So my heart goes out for him because he can't get any lift. So, right. so rather than constantly be concerned, I had to treat the concern. And there's nothing too small That's right. to ask for help in mm-hmm. prayer. So I sent an t- affirmative text, you know, pray, right. pray for this bird who's in my backyard, this crow, to have the confidence. Right. I wrote, flight is the most natural thing for this crow to be doing. Yes. And he takes flight in God's love. Yes, so. And I sent it off so it could help relieve the concern. And when the concern comes back, like even what it did when I left the room to take a break yes. right now, I said, nope, God makes a way where there is no way, meaning where there is no way that I could see. Right. And if you want to flip the whole idea that certain things are too small, this is, this is not a big concern. You can, there's a, from Luke sixteen ten, it says, whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much. So we actually... If we're willing to handle the small things, it actually prepares the way for us to better handle the big things, not the other way. You mean ask God to help us handle the small things? Yeah, handle them with prayer, handle them with the right perspectives, with the right approach, you know, by doing things in a loving and kind and in a trusting way where we become an outlet for God to flow through. And and because we we become receptive to all the good that's around us, we, we become willing to receive help from others. There's so many good things that happen when we're willing to turn over our, try, treat the concerns we have and trust, get into a state of receptivity to the good. Yes. All right. And it's someone who's going to help us do that today. And he does it on his show, Random Max on BYU TV every week. And um, it, it really does. It's one of the few shows that's clean enough that I can watch it before bed. And there's no come down. It's just like, oh, okay. yes. There's no shame in this makeover show. That's it's right. so positive. I that's mean, right. It, I'm actually, this is like the only show you would think a guy like me would look forward to something like the new season of The Sopranos. No. But, but man, I'm a, That's what I'm, I think of when I, when I see you there. I'm like, <laughs> but, but I'm not. I'm looking forward to when is the next season coming out of, of, the, uh, of Random Act? That's so right. I'm just happy that I know Will Rubio yeah. enough to see, to see him on Instagram and know that the new season is being filmed, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure it will be out soon. Just two senses. If you want to, re- if you want to read the Daily Word uh, that we will be reading on this segment, um, you can go to dailyword.com. You can even order it for yourself. It comes, it's like every two months. It's a daily reader. We love it. It helps inspire us. It helps inspire the show. Um, that's another. It's been around for over 100 years or close to 100 years now. So um, check that out. But hey, Will, thank you for joining us today. Once again, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. Sorry for the interruptions up until this point. Uh, I should have waited for the introduction, you know? No, oh my God. We uh, love introductions, man. I mean, interruptions and introductions, but we love interruptions, man. It makes sure. us feel less alone in this world, man. We, we always say that our guests, it's like we're like two kids running the show, but finally, dad has arrived. <laughs> yes, I. Um, well, I'm excited to be here. I'm so uh, grateful to to be here again. You guys have me back, which means you didn't hate me too much the first time. No, 
Not at all. But speaking of being you, you with us, you did say uh, somebody mentioned that they enjoyed my my visit on the podcast. Was that true, or were you just trying to trying to make me feel good? It was true. No, it was oh, very okay. true. <laughs> it was true, and it came from one of our harshest critics in Germany. That's true. So oh. that's a that's a big compliment. Yeah, tough crowd out there. But but what we like to ask our guests this way: Did anything during the first segment um, bring any ideas to mind that you would like to share with us? Um, it was interesting I, I i enjoyed the conversation because you were speaking about something that i've been actually thinking uh of for a while and you mentioned it a couple times which is shame and as i've uh very recently been really contemplating and thinking about shame and just what a a, a role it plays in so many people's lives particularly people of faith unfortunately because i think we misconstrue our responsibility to other people and it, it, hear me out on that. I think that we have a responsibility to ourselves uh, first and foremost, in a sense. And when we right. understand ourselves and when we can release shame from within ourselves, it allows us more fully to help, to uplift and inspire other people. Yes. And I think for a very long time, and you mentioned this, Ed, that you you con consistently sought external validation in some in some sense right i think a lot of people of faith or, or just a lot of people in general struggle with that we are kind of uh geared for that particularly now with such um the the social media and this idea that we have to that our influence has to be expansive and and that we, we're essentially performing for each other and our value in this perverse black mirror world is is based on likes and, and and a quite literal external validation and it can it can really take hold on you and it can it can really affect you in some negative ways so i think when you were speaking about that i recently read an article on shame and and the person that wrote it suggested creating a shame list um things that for whatever reason when you are uh, when you can when you have a moment of clarity and you can think with some self-awareness, you're like, I, I, I have shame behind this action, this action and these events in my life. And then quite literally go through them and say and, and, and validate them. See if there is something that legitimately causes you grief or guilt because of something that you did, then go make amends. In a sense, repent for that thing so that you can release that. But there are a lot of things on the list from what I found that are just things baggage <laughs> to go along with with the, the the theme of the show here baggage that we're holding on to unnecessarily because at any point we can just we can just let it go and say i do not need to feel shame for that but we get caught in these loops where we we want to continue to do that and and it's not helpful so shame is something to be released and to and to be let go and to be learned from if need be but then to just let go and and so you can live your life mm -hmm. I really like that. And, you know, a lot of the, the the more I get familiar with things that are in the Bible, and I don't see the Bible as something so scary and religious, but something that I could actually use for psychological and spiritual comfort and direction, it's repeat. It's often repeated. I used to think that, well, I used to, I, 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 I misinterpreted things when I was young about religion and I thought if I wasn't feeling bad, I was doing something wrong. I mean, it was crazy because you know what I you know what I mean. I like it's almost like um, if it, I'm I, like this thing, this this unnecessary 
obligatory feeling that would create guilt within myself. And I, right. and as I've gotten older, I just realized that was what was causing that feeling of guilt and shame primarily was this lie I was telling myself as a, from a child, the time of a child, which is, I'm not good enough as is. Right. So I was constantly feeling like a fraud because I was abandoning myself, that true self, the self that... Right. that would want to guide me, but I wouldn't trust it. And right. when, when, because I didn't believe good enough, I wasn't good enough as is, Right. then that made me always trying to figure out what you liked so then I could deliver that and then win your approval instead of just being myself. Right. And for some reason, you know, religion seemed like, okay, I got to act like a good little eight-year-old all the right. time. But that too... Um, cr created this um, disconnection from trusting my true self. Right. Instead of knowing that that true self would always guide me in the right direction. Yes. You know, so now I look at these stories in the Bible, it's loaded with them, you know, and a minister once made it clear with the word sin. He goes, I, I like to refer to the word sin as an acronym mm. for self-imposed nonsense. Right. Meaning all this <laughs> self-imposed doubt, fear, worry, feeling like you're not good enough as is. So you right. feel like you got to kind of fudge on who you really are, which makes yeah. you feel like more of a fraud. Right. And even more shameful and guilty because yep. we're because we're abandoning ourselves. Yes. And all the Bible and all the biblical stories, you know, especially with Jesus is basically saying you know, he's basically letting everyone off the hook right. who's feeling shame. That's right. You know, the, the girl who's about to get stoned even says, well, is anybody here, you know, yeah. any, any more grief? And she goes, no. And he goes, well, then why are you still doing it? He goes, I mm -hmm. forgive you. Same thing with the guy at the, the river, you yeah. know. I've been here for 30 years. At the bath, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the, the bath. Right, that pool. Yeah. Jesus says, yeah, yeah, Jesus says, hey, do you want to be made well? And he doesn't even say yes. He goes, well, I've been coming here for 30 years. Yeah, right. I've been laying here for 30 years. You know, do you <laughs> want to be well? What do you think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. But that could be me. Yeah. And then he tells the guy, okay, go and sin no more, or else the worst thing happens. Meaning, let go of all this baggage. Right. Don't, don't re, like, re, uh, would you relive any of this baggage that's come before this moment? Plus, he says, "Pick up, pick up your mat and walk." And I, right. th I think that's a metaphor for pick up that old state of mind, that story you've been sitting yes. on and telling again and again. Just get off of the stop sitting on that and walk. You're you know you're healed. It's it's over. You got to let that go now. You know. Yes, because it's so easy with social media to do exactly what you're saying. I catch myself doing it. Oh, this guy only has uh, only has five hundred followers. <laughs> Oh, yeah. wow, this guy's got 4,400. He must be somebody. I'm a nobody. Right. I only have 1,200. Yeah, and then you find <laughs> out people are paying services anyway to pad their stats anyway. It's it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. In relation to that, I think there's so many influences to to that, to the, that feeling of uh, incompleteness or unworthiness. One of them is definitely religious, but also just familial and societal. Yes. Yeah. I think we just we come up in so many essentially systems where where we are taught and conditioned to believe certain things about ourselves for ultimate purposes within those systems, whether it be to to work in this way, to think in this way, to right. maintain a particular order. And it, it can when you grow older and you start one to stop caring as much about what other people think of you and you're you're able to 
see it with a little bit more clarity for what it is, you can take a step back and start to yeah. to create this anonymity within yourself. Yes. Like, no, I don't need to feel yes. this. I need to like, right. take my feelings into consideration. Yeah. Yes, it's huge. You're taking your own feelings into consideration. A lot of what the Bible, really the goal of this is joy. Yes. Joy is the strength of the Lord. Joy is mentioned in the Bible many, many times is really the goal. So we have to pay attention to the way we feel because when we really start to get in tune with ourselves and let joy guide us, that's the only way we can really get in harmony with the kingdom of heaven, which is within us. We have to be using our own indicator. And, you know, it's kind of like the teaching thing I was sharing before. Joy can be the enemy of control. In school, oftentimes people people are afraid. They want to look good. They want to look like they're in control. But it's really like for me, when I'm teaching well, I'm letting go of control. I'm creating like a structure and something, but then I'm letting go of control and letting the joy take over. And it gets loud. It can seem unruly, but it's joy from coming from within. The joy of learning, the curiosity, you know, like that energy is what is required to go to new places. You know what, Ed? I got two things that you excited me. And one thing, I can't believe you were talking about systems yeah. that create this cockeyed view. One is when you said about joy uh, being the whole real point of actually you're fully alive when you're joyful. Even the Dalai Lama said the point of life is happiness. The Dalai Lama said that. Yeah. But to what Will said, I can't believe I jotted down this quote just this morning. Well, and it goes along with your little what you just shared about the systems that kind of get us confused. And it says to trust your intuition is exactly the opposite of any sort of formal education. And that's by Chris Bird. And he's a, a well-known artist. Right. And to Ed, what you were saying about, you know, the enemy control and all that, the enemy. Yeah. Of joy, I, we were talking about this earlier in the week that criticizing others is a defense against joy. And I had to remind myself when I jotted this down as a note to myself, when fear kicks in, I seek refuge in the negative. Right. Fear condemns, love heals. I invest in joy today. Yeah. The pleasure, and this is a quote, the pleasure of criticizing robs us of the pleasure of being moved by some very fine things. And that's by, you can speak French, can't you? Jean de la Bruyere. Yeah, that's close enough. All right. (laughs) We'll take it. Jean de la Bruyere. There you go. There it is. Beautiful. That's acting. That's acting training right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's true. There's there's uh, were, were you talking about, Ed, when you when you're talking about you just kind of let joy run rampant when you're teaching the kids and, and it seems slightly unorthodox. Is that what you're saying? Well, what I yeah, what I was saying was to truly let people be themselves and let their joy come out. Yes, it's going to sometimes it's going to get louder. It's going to, it's, it's not going to look like I'm in complete control. And a lot of people in education want to flex on, especially on kids in special ed about like, Oh, I'll tell you how to, how to do it. Keep yeah. them under wraps. You know, like they get loud and they like, kind of like, no, you know, I'm like, they'll stick it to the kids, you know, but what they don't realize they're just like triggering. They're triggering the fear within that kid. So they shut back down and become yes. compliant. Right. And, yeah. Yes. Or worse, they act out more because remember. Well, it's like a back and yeah. forth, you know. So what were you? What, what were you thinking, Will? I was just thinking, particularly for children, like they need to have this essentially this understanding of of unconditional acceptance, yes. so that they can. Because if they don't, that's what leads to this idea of yes. if I don't perform this way, I'm not right. valuable. I'm yes. not going to. That's right. Um, you know, if I don't do this, mommy's not going to love me, basically, and. If you lose your parent, it's akin to death as right. a child, essentially. And so all these authority figures that demand things of you, you have to obey in a particular way. And it becomes 
daunting as a child to navigate that path. That's right. So when they have somebody that they, they can essentially be themselves around, yes. is, I think probably a breath of fresh air and a reprieve. And yes. we all have those one teachers that were like the cool teachers that we remember that like took the time to actually get to know us or to let right. us just be be human. You know? Right. Be, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank so, you for that. I appreciate that. That's exactly right. And the one last thing I want to say about too about the shame thing is shame is when we if we really trace when I trace it to what's happening, it's my it's happening in my imagination. It's the recreation yes. of like if we if I'm really willing to look is is the guy next to me telling me I need to be thinking this? We're using our imagination. And it's triggering probably really old subconscious patterns and stuff that we just stuffed down. We didn't know what to do with. And that's why Ernest Holmes says, like, we can remain hypnotized from the cradle to the grave unless we have a way to tap into a higher order of thinking. And he says in order to do that, we have to use our imagination, which is a divine faculty, and feeling. Tap into because it's our imagination and our joy that makes us really a big part of who we are. And that can lead us to success in new ways. So we have to, like, re- we get so used to, I think, these patterns of shame and stuff. And I was going to say, that's why I think a lot of adults shut down kids because they're looking outside going, I don't want anyone to think that I'm weak and I'm that's letting right. this kid run over me because I don't want mommy and daddy who's looking at me to think that I'm not doing a good, you know what I mean? It's this whole pattern that we have to break out of. So, um, or really let go of from within and forgiveness, self-forgiveness is yes. a big part of that. Sure. And you know what? To that end, it is. I mean, that's life. That's essentially yeah. the lifelong journey that we're on. I yes. Because I, I think as, yep. you know, I'll get to a point where I have like a, a breakthrough in relation to shame or whatever it is. And I'm like, man, had I only done this 10 years ago, right, or, right. you know, however long it is. And it's like, yeah, but you could have done it 10 years down the road and been thinking, that's man, right. I'd only done it at this age. That's so right. The, you know, the best time to start was yesterday, The but the second best time is, is today. Yes. And I think when we take that kind of view of it and, and, and be very forgiving with ourselves as we learn to be accepting, it's it's this circular pattern that brings more of yourself out and allows you to, to uh, experience more joy, right. essentially. Um, versus seeking that external validation like we do as a result of that shit. Right. You know, and it's the beauty of this stuff is the moment we tap into eternity, it doesn't matter when it happens. That's right. We go into this place of bliss of knowing that all is well. It doesn't matter when we do it. It's never too late. That's why this is the, the salvation is that at any moment, as soon as we connect with who we truly are, time and space just dissolve and we just feel good and we realize it doesn't come from outside. It comes from within. Oh, we, you know what? This show is cooking along. Uh, will, will you read the Daily Word? And then we got to wrap this show up. I sure will. I sure will. Um, it is right here. The Daily Word. Fun. I live a joy-filled, inspired life. I love to have fun. I will never outgrow my love for having fun. I regularly tap into my childlike nature and allow myself to let go of whatever is on my mind and play. I approach every day with wonder and enthusiasm and let myself play and be curious. My impulse to have fun is the call of my soul to reclaim my joy, to live an ebullient life full of optimism. As I play, my spirit brings, begins to feel lighter as I laugh and smile. As I am uplifted, I uplift and inspire others to share in the fun I am having. I commit to making fun a priority in my life and sharing my vibrant, lighthearted energy with all those I meet. Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. 
Whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 18, 3-4. We're allowed to have fun! Yeah, what a perfect reading to end uh, that discussion that we just had. Well, Will, 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 thank you for joining us. Will Rubio, thank you for joining us again. But But don't don't leave, leave. because we got a story we got from TMZ. We're not sure. We can't confirm or deny it. So you know, because actors always appear on this yeah. thing. This might have been. This might have come from that book, uh, the the stories of the great actors of our time. I think uh, I okay. pulled this out of. Go ahead. It says recently, Will Rubio was talking to his co-host Emily Starr from Random Acts about how when he was a young boy growing up on a farm, he already had big dreams of being an actor. Wow. He would imagine himself in plays, on TV shows, and in the movies. I could see him doing that. Yeah, to work on his craft, he would even stand on this st- a stage made of milk crates and perform for the livestock, imagining they were a Broadway audience. Wow. Emily was touched by the story and replied, That's amazing, Will. Will sheepishly responded, Yeah, but it didn't help my confidence. Emily was surprised. Why not? That sounds like so much fun. Will Rubio, a bit embarrassed, admitted, I got mood off stage. <laughs> oh, we don't even have time for him. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> thirty-eight seconds. I'll never have back. <laughs> Wait, it's the grassroots. Maybe Will will sing along when they come in. I hope he sings along. Hey guys, let's do it. <laughs> Sooner or later, love is gonna get you. Sooner or later, you gotta give in. Sooner or later, love is gonna get you. Sooner or later, love is gonna win. Thank you for joining Daryl Ned on Will Funniest Rubio, Thing. Random Acts, BYU TV, we love you. And you can visit DarylNed.com to find Jeff easy Cooper, links we love you. to everything we do. Sooner or later, love is gonna get you. Sooner or later, love is gonna win. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org.